great day everyone this is your host raymond ricks the second and i am so happy i'm so pleased to be talking to you great people here all across the globe whether you're in um, italy jamaica japan tokyo south wales australia new england even um britain Los Angeles, San Jose, or even Oklahoma. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for all of you. Um, now, um, you know, when I was um, watching television last night, I came across CNBC, which I watch from time to time. But they have this... Um, interesting um topic that they were talking about this uh mini documentary of um you know people or you know ladies with careers who lived in uh new york city um what they had to deal with and you know and how it's it's a struggle to basically live there it's a struggle to make it day by day even if you have a career that pays you very well that pays you close to uh, six figures all right if, if you're making six figures in New York City and you're still struggling to pay rent then that's something that is very alarming and you know, I try to stay away from politics as much as I can on this podcast that I do. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people in big cities are more likely to develop stress issues because, hey, it's a big city life. Um, the demands are high at work. Um, when it comes to production, it's very fast paced. If you even one step slower, people will fuss and curse at you. Um, you know, more and more people will be rude to you if you if they don't like what they see in you, whether it's work or out in public. Um, it's such a fast, fast, fast pace. Um, you know. But especially work where the stress level is tremendous. It's very tremendous. Um, so here's an article on CNBC in a little bit. We are going to watch a video. All right. This is on the CNBC website, this article. Um, and you have testimonies about it. Um, New York City rent is notoriously unreasonable, and this year it hit an all-time high. In June, citywide median asking rent reached 3500 a 35% increase from last year. Manhattan has the highest median rent right now at 4100 
But that doesn't mean the other boroughs are ripe with steals. Those who would prefer to rent in the city but don't want to pay astronomical prices set their eyes on Brooklyn and Queens, which is driving up rent prices there as well. Brooklyn and Queens, that is the um, heart of the urban area. Um, you know, some, let's, let's be honest, most of the city is, um, you know, basically urban hood areas. Um, special shout out to you guys, you know, who live there and whatnot. But listen to this. In June, the median asking rent in Brooklyn was 3200 and in Queens, it was 2600 In both Brooklyn and Manhattan, renters are putting more than 50% of their paychecks towards rent. And, and in Queens, they are allocating more than 40%. This far exceeds the rule of thumb that says your rent shouldn't be more than 30% of your income. These rent prices are a shock to New Yorkers who move here during the pandemic and those who live here long before. You have people like KC Cleary and her husband have been living in Upper East Side one-bedroom apartment since 2015 and received a $450 rent cut during the pandemic, breaking down to $2,000. Recently, though, her landlord informed them that their rent will go up $700. So, when we got a new lease increase, we really wanted to talk to the landlord and discuss an option of, can we negotiate a little bit? Or is there any wiggle room, she said, and they just wrote back within 15 minutes saying no, that they already gave us a, pref a preferred rate of that $700 increase, so they were not willing to budge on negotiations at all. All right, you have Ernestine Sai, or uh, see you, I'm sorry, 23, moved to the East Village in January 2021 and scooped up an apartment with a roommate <clears throat> with a roommate when prices were low so our rent was actually discounted she says and our apartment has in-unit washer and dryer which you don't find a lot in New York City unless you're paying a premium this year the rent almost doubled from $2,250 to $4,395 so right when we received the lease renewal in the mail, we just knew immediately we were not going to do this. After touring three or four places, the two landed a spot in Brooklyn that ended up being $4,400. I basically have decided that I'm just going to have to change my lifestyle a little bit and save where I can. Here's another one. Delma Rosa Anand. 31 years old, moved into her Manhattan apartment in 2020 when it was priced at $1,800. In um, 2021, the rent went up to $2,400, and this year it increased to $3,500. I actually did refresh my page because I thought 
this was an error. And I looked at the number and I started laughing because it was so ridiculous. She said, I started laughing because I was like, 3,500, 3,500, 3,500. Like I had to keep saying it out loud to myself because it was such a ridiculous number that I was like, this cannot be possible. So this is the city life. Now, this is from, I wouldn't say experience, but here are ways where you can live a big city life, but you know, try to be stress-free. You know, try to be relaxed, try to stay relaxed. Because more likely than not, you see so many people since the pandemic that go to urgent care, that go to get a checkup and their blood pressure is high, their stress level is high, their anxiety level is so high that they have to get medication for it, like I'm getting, you know, so. <clears throat> Here's one, in my view. There's something different, but here's one. Practice yoga. I've said it plenty of times. Find you a nice, quiet place or area where you can breathe, meditate, think of something good. Think of something that gets you up in the morning. Think of something that is worth getting up to. Think of something that makes you very happy. All right, that's a part of yoga. Do chakra level cleansing. You know, when you do chakra level cleansing, it basically, you're putting your whole body on reset. Your body is gonna be on reset mode because you are able to take the time to spiritually cleanse your mind, heart, body, um, your legs, your limbs, your fingers, your whole body, even your third eye. All right, you're not thinking about what happened yesterday because you decide to do a yoga pose, you decide to uh, cleanse your chakras. It's very important to eat the right amount of foods and elevate your chakra levels. Number three, I tell people, find a job away from the big city if you can afford to. If you can afford to, leave the big city. City life is for, um, you know, it's mostly for the, I wouldn't say big ballers, but those who are athletic, those who are in tech companies, entrepreneurs who are making it big. Um, 
I'm not sure about small businesses who are struggling. Uh, if you're a struggling small business in a big city, it's going to be hard for you to survive, to be honest. I mean, it's not impossible, but you want to find a plan B. You don't want to be stuck in a situation to where, okay, you're stuck with a bill. Find a way to pay it. I don't want people to make the mistakes that I've made. Trust me, I made plenty of them, especially with the student loans, which will take me for the rest of my life to pay seriously. So um, you don't want to be in too much debt. So I would advise people to migrate out of the big city. If you want to stay in state, that's fine, but try to find a countryside or a quiet side where you're able to make a living. Yes. A lot of people who live in Los Angeles are migrating to places like Montana, Texas, Colorado, um, Missouri, Oklahoma, um, South Carolina. I mean, same thing with uh, New Yorkers. I see a lot of New Yorkers are migrating to Virginia, Delaware, Maryland. So big city life is getting played out and people can't afford it. These are the blue state districts. And a lot of people, um, I think it was increased by over 35% are being hospitalized due to stress-related issues. And stress-related, health-related, and obesity has become a problem to which their spirituality has been um, diluted. What you eat and put inside your body can dilute your spirit and can dilute your chakra levels. All right, I've been around the beautiful Asia for too long that I'm starting to speak like this. <laughs> Special shout out to my good friend and spiritual advisor, the beautiful Asia. Yes, my good friend. I've known her. Um, I follow her for... 16 years and she was an activist in uh, Newark New Jersey and I'm telling you her words, her work has really opened my eyes and has educated me, I used to be a Christian a good old Christian boy but when, I, when I've been around greats like uh, Brian Ogilvie um, Hondo Solomon um the um, progressive black movement at Hampton University where I used to go to school there. Um, the beautiful Ciasia. Um Great people like them have really opened my eyes and woke me up to what reality really is. So. But here's another way to um, basically 
survive. I mean, faith base. Faith base, and I'm, I'm telling people, I've said it before, whoever you worship, I don't care if it's Christian, Christianity, Buddhism, Islamic, Catholicism, Jah uh, or Judaism, um, whatever has saved your life, even traditional Buddhism, whatever has saved your life, stick with it, go for it, ask your God for help, ask your God for guidance, ask your God to help find ways to alleviate all the stress that's come down on your heart, chest, and spirit. Ask for help. It's good to ask for help. I'm not talking about human help, but ask the God of your understanding for that help. It is so huge. It really is. Um, I'm not just talking about New York City, Los Angeles. They're having homeless issues where there are so many homeless people up in Los Angeles. It's like they're known for Hollywood acting careers, movies. But the homeless rate is just one of the worst in the nation. My message to the homeless nation. It's going to get better for you. A blessing is going to come for you. All right. You better not give up hope. All right. It might not be. It might look doom and gloom. But trust me. There is a light at the end of the tunnel where. The homeless nation is going to be sitting on top of the mountain while the rich middle class are going to be looking up and say, how did they get up on the top of the mountain? It's because of their faith in the creator. They never gave up on the creator. And the creator is saying, you know what? No, I'm going to find a way. I am going to find a way to bless these people. This ain't no deity that you see on the church walls. This ain't no deity from the Catholic church walls. This ain't a Buddhist statue that you see in the uh, temple. No, this is the creator that is here to help save people who really need help. People who are wanting a change of fortune. People who are vigilant to want to do better. The homeless nation will rise. The homeless nation will be homeless no more. I want the homeless nation to start cleansing your chakra level. And when you cleanse your chakra level, every chance you get, you'll be a new spiritual being. And you will be 
kings and queens of planet Earth. Just continue to believe in yourself. Continue to love yourself. You're down for a second, but trouble do not last always. All right. I love you guys. I love y'all. I love all of you who are homeless. I strongly believe that you will be homeless no more. Don't give up. Good things are going to happen. Trust and believe me. Trust and believe me. All right. New York City, LA, it's not the only one. Big cities in Britain, Tokyo. Um, um, areas in Italy they have the same problems too alright probably not as severe as in America but you have and even in Zimbabwe even in Kenya they have issues like this Alright, not to that severity in New York and Los Angeles, but they have the same issues. So people who are struggling, if you continue to believe in your creator, develop that awesome relationship, you're going to be fine. You might be down for a second. But trouble don't last always. You're going to see a big, big, big turnaround like you've never like you've never seen before. So just be ready for it. I'm also talking to the homeless nation, too. Just be ready for that big turnaround. The turnaround will be so big, you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, okay, where'd all this blessing coming from? Oh, where all this financial turnaround is coming from? And no, you don't have to give your life to Jesus. No, you don't have to be fearful of a guy who says, oh, Jesus will promise you paradise or Buddha will promise you paradise. No, 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 no. This ain't about that. This is about real spirituality. This is a spirituality movement, not a motivational moment. No. There's no such thing as a motivational moment. Got to be motivated all the time. Even when you are down and depressed and ready to give up and take your own life. You got to find a way to stay motivated. You got to find a way to have that positive spirit that will keep you up above the sun. That's right. So this is segment one. Segment two, I'm going to play you a video of what I've just read. This is on CNBC. This is very deep. So sit back, relax, and we're going to continue this great podcast called Inner Visions for Obtaining Happiness. Hey everybody, welcome back to 
inner visions of the inspired, obtaining happiness. Yes, I am excited to do this uh, podcast. I'm excited to reach out to each and every one of you from different places, different regions, different countries. It's an exciting moment, Um, you know, but under better circumstances, um, you know, but no matter what, I'm always grateful for you guys who support this podcast. Uh, I remember the, the last episode, I expressed how a lot of these content creators on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok they act like they don't want to acknowledge the supporters. They think that they're too good for their supporters. They think that the supporters are beneath them. All right. And I've gone through different lives, you know, as you know, as far as getting involved in chat. I entered the chat room just to observe and do a little investigation. You have a few who have ego issues and that's something that you do not want to support. Don't put your money, investment and time to a person who doesn't acknowledge your contribution. So I wanted to get that out there. But this episode is very special. This is near and dear to me because um, I want to talk about how to cope with the loss of a loved one during the grieving process. Um, You know, it's hard. It's not easy at all. I mean, it's very painful when you lose somebody that's real close to you, like a mom, dad, brother, um, a wife, a husband, a son, daughter, or a cousin that's very close to you. Um, that's hard. It's very hard. I mean, you know, we've suffered through, we suffered enough during the pandemic where a lot of loved ones have been lost due to the, um, supposedly virus and the pandemic, as they say, um, it is life is tough, you know it's not easy, but there are ways where you can slowly but maturely pick up the pieces. It's not easy, all right. It is a hard and difficult process, but the one <clears throat> but the one key thing is that you gotta take it one step at a time, even if it's baby steps, okay, especially if you're in a relationship. Now, when you're in a relationship with her, you know, especially if you're married and your loved one, if you lost a loved one due to, you know, due to death or any kind of issues, is very painful all right it's extremely painful and hurtful and 
the spirit feels like it can't recover. And it does feel that way. I don't think anybody emotionally could ever recover. You might never recover and will never forget about your loved one. You know, but also, too, it doesn't happen overnight. But there are ways where you can rebound slowly, maturely to get your strength back, to get your spirit back and live on. As they say, what doesn't kill you, make you very strong. And I'm I'm a firm believer in it. But I also want you guys who are grieving the loss of a loved one. That your loved one physically, flesh-wise, is no longer here. But their spirit is still alive and well. They didn't completely die. I want you guys to remember. They might they might be lost in the flesh, but they're still alive. They are still alive. They're not dead. A person who is dead, they're dead of the flesh and spirit. But your loved one is not dead. Your loved one is alive. Because the spirit is still here in your home. The spirit is in you. Your partner. Your loved one. Whether it's your parents, your son, daughter, brother, sister. They didn't die. They're right there with you. Because their spirit is going to motivate you and uplift you 1000% of the time. Their spirit is not going to allow you to die off. Their spirit is not going to allow you to keep suffering and suffering and suffering. They want you to get up, smile again, and enjoy life. The process is hard, but they don't want you to keep suffering. They don't want you to keep drowning and drowning and drowning during the grieving process. Because now they live in you. Their spirit is right inside of you. Making the process a little bit easier. So I'm looking here on this website. An American Cancer Society. They're saying during the time of bereavement and throughout the grief process a grieving person needs a lot of emotional support which they do the grieving person must travel through the grief process and should be allowed to move through it at their own pace that's very important some for some people the grieving process can go on for a long time maybe forever This happens more often when a person was very close to the deceased. Sometimes this leads to what is known as a complicated grief. So what is the complicated grief? 
And it's the brief. I'm sorry. That's the grief that is a grieving process that's going on for a very long time. And it's like it goes unresolved. This one, I'll give you some examples. The inability to accept the death. Continued disbelief in the death of a loved one. Intense sorrow and emotional pain, sometimes including bitterness or anger. Blaming oneself for the death. Wishing to die to be with the loved one. Trouble pursuing interests or planning for the future after the death of a loved one. Loss of identity or purpose in life, feeling like part of themselves died with the loved one. Coping with the loss. The bereaved person won't be able to work through the process of grieving with the time and support. They'll accept and make sense of the loss, work through the pain, and adjust to a life without their loved one, physically being present. Let's say let's listen to some examples. Let yourself feel the pain and all other emotions too. Don't tell yourself how to feel or let others tell you how you should feel. Be patient with the process. Don't pressure yourself with expectations. Accept that you need to experience your pain, your emotions, and your own way of healing, all in your own time. Don't judge your emotions or compare others to others. To, I'm sorry, compare yourself to others. Remember that no one else can tell you how you should mourn or when to stop. All right, allow yourself to get emotional. Allow yourself to cry. All right, this takes time. It takes time. Here's the main thing. Get support. Talk about your loss, memories, and your experience of life in that person's life and death of a loved one. Don't think you are protecting your family and friends by not expressing your sadness. I'm sorry, expressing your sadness. Ask others for what you need. Find and talk to others who have lost a loved one. Avoid drinking too much alcohol or using other drugs. This can harm your body as well as dull your emotions. It's also likely to slow your recovery and may cause new problems. Take care of yourself. Eat well and exercise. Physical activity is a good way to release tension. Allow yourself physical pleasures that help you renew yourself like hot baths, naps, and favorite foods. You know, when I listen to um, Angela Means in her story about how she obtained a new lease of life with a health journey as she became a vegetarian. I mean, she talks about, and I've said it, uh, I love to talk about it. She talked about in Comedy Hype how the how some of the co-stars of the film Friday are no longer here, and she explained that it was food that killed them. And she explained the, you know, she explains why and she's absolutely right. I'm not telling you to stop eating fried chicken. 
I'm not telling you to stop eating roast beef. I'm not telling you to stop this and that. I'm not telling you to stop eating your favorite foods. But what I am saying is be careful on what you put inside your body because what tastes good for the moment in the short term may affect you in the long term. All right. I'm a firm believer in raw foods, fruits, and vegetables. I'm starting to eat a lot better ever since that comedy hype um, interview that Angela means. As a matter of fact, it scared me straight. I'm not a vegetarian, but I have cut back. I, I don't eat pork anyways, so I don't eat pork. But I have dramatically cut down on the beef intake. I do eat turkey meat, but I have tremendously cut down on a lot of processed foods. Like I will eat I will eat breakfast, maybe you know, turkey sausage, croissant. And I have juice with it, but I don't, I really don't eat lunch. I skip lunch and they say that three meals a day is key. I say no. Really breakfast has never been an important meal of the day. Never has and never will. Really the most important meal is dinner. All right. Especially if you're working, if you eat a full course meal for breakfast and lunch while you're working, that's really a health issue. That's a, that's a, you need to sound the alarm. You don't have to eat three times a day. Trust and believe me, if you want to stay fit physically and spiritually, you would you would actually eat two out of. The three meals per day is either lunch or breakfast, one or the other. I choose to skip lunch. If I do eat lunch, it will be fruits. It'll be raw fruits and vegetables. That's all. Thank you, Miss Angela Means. Thank you, Chef Angela Means. Special shout out to you. Um, give yourself a break from grief. You must work through it, but you don't need to focus on grief all the time. Find distractions like going out to a movie, dinner, or a ball game, reading a good book, listen to music, or getting a massage or manicure. Prepare for holidays, birthdays, and anniversaries, knowing that strong feelings may come back. Decide if you want to keep certain traditions or create new ones. As I say, it's all right to grieve, but you also want to find something else to distract you from it. You know, you deserve a good time and your loved one who just passed, they want you to have a good time too. All right. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but your journey is your journey still lives on through the creator. The creator, 
the creator is still going to use you. He's using you. And a breakthrough is coming. Remember that a breakthrough is coming. I don't care what denomination, I don't care what you believe in. A breakthrough in the spirit is coming. And it's going to come faster than a speeding light. More powerful than a lightning bolt. But you also want to join a bereavement support group. All right. Share your pain. Share your struggles. Share your disbeliefs. Because you're not the only one that has lost a loved one. Remember that. You're not the only one. Your pain is no different or no special than the other person. I don't care how they die. I don't care how they are, how they lost their life. Pain is pain and it hurts. But you're not the only one. There's someone out there that has lost a loved one. Talk to someone. Engage in a conversation with somebody about how they lost someone and how they were able to pick themselves back up. The creator is with you, but he has created people to help people remember that. Definitely, definitely remember that. So what I'm going to do, we're going to do a little exercise here. And we're going to express, we're going to use our cleansing of the chakras. This is one of my favorites. All right. If you have YouTube, I suggest you, well, you don't have to do it, but I want you to Look up yoga exercises. See how that helps you. Just give it a try. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah. Getting it to upload. I always felt that the cleansings of the chakras is very important. So we're going to play some music. Oh, they're playing. Um... Okay. 
Here we go. I want you guys to close your eyes. Get in a yoga type pose position. Whatever you're feeling, try to put that to the side and focus on chakra cleansing for yourself. Your mate who was deceased is with you in spirit. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's right with you. That's right. It's all right to cry. It's all right to get emotional. It's all right to get emotional. It's all right. All right, we're going to take a deep breath on the root chakra level. It's located in the base of your spine. All right. There you go. Take another deep breath. Another deep breath. One more time. A blocked root chakra can manifest as physical issues like arthritis, constipation in bladder or colon problems or emotionally through feeling insecure about finances or our basic needs and well-being. When it's in alignment and open, we will feel grounded and secure, both in the physical and the metaphysical stage port. The sacra chakra, below the belly button, just above the public, I'm sorry, just below the pubic bone, color is orange. Take a deep breath. Another deep breath. Keep your eyes closed. Stay focused on you. This, this is part of the healing process. The spirit of your mate is still there with you. He's right there next to you, smiling, saying how proud he is of you. Keep your head up. All right, take another deep breath. One more time. 
Okay, next we're going to the solar, the solar plexus chakra. It's the upper abdomen in the stomach area, self-esteem and confidence. All right, I want you to take a deep breath. Another deep breath. One more time. Yes, yes. Yes. Your loved one is right with you in the spiritual and he's loving the fact that they're with you right now. Your loved one is not dead. They're dead in the physical, but they're alive and well, stronger than ever in the spiritual. That's right. The heart chakra, center of the chest, just above the heart, the area called the heart center in yoga. It's love and compassion. Blocks in our heart chakra can manifest in our physical health through heart problems, asthma, and weight issues. But blocks are often seen even more clearly through people's actions. People with heart chakra blocks often put others first to their own detriment. Sometimes it's even the opposite where they put themselves first through selfish gains. But when you cleanse that heart chakra, you love and you love fully to everybody, including your own environment and nature. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath three times. You got it. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. The throat chakra is through communication. You know, when you have issues of not communicating holding things inside. Health-wise, it could be very stressful. So stressful to the point where it can be a detriment to your physical and spiritual health. But unblocking it, it relieves a lot of pressure 
off of your chest and you're able to breathe clearly. You're able to express your feelings, which takes the pressure off of you. So we're going to do breathing exercise three times. Still remain in that yoga pose. How do you feel right now? How are you feeling? All right. The third eye chakra is between the eyes on the forehead, which is also known as the brow chakra. Imagination, intuition. Well, I was nicknamed Inner Visions because I see life and I see society very different from others. And you have others that feel the same. Stevie Wonder's album, Inner Visions, is actually where I got my name from. In the title of the podcast, I Love Stevie Wonder. Inner Visions is basically seeing certain situations through the inside you see it more differently than others and you solve it the way you see fit from a third eye perspective it helps you imagine it helps you be innovative creative but most importantly Obtaining happiness. Let's do our breathing exercise. And last but not least, the crown chakra, the very top of your head, awareness, intelligence. The crown chakra is linked to every other chakra and therefore every organ in the system. And so it affects not just all of those organs, but also your brain and nervous system. as these are the energetic centers of our body that corresponds to feelings. One of them probably resonates with you as you were reading. A different one may resonate with you tomorrow. It's likely that that one resonates with you more than any others as a continuous problem, a chakra where you often deal with blocks. But once it's cleansed, you think clearly. You plan clearly. You could go through your journey with the creator 
with a clear purpose of what you have to do. You can achieve and obtain your goals, but most importantly, obtain happiness. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And man, this is so, so true and so powerful. Coming from a world leader in Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Take a deep breath. Another deep breath. Another deep breath. Nam yo horengeko. 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 Nam yo horengeko.
Breathe in. Release. Breathe in. Release. Breathe in. Release. Breathe in. Release. One more time. Breathe in. And release. All right. How are you feeling? How are you healing up? What's going through your mind, your heart, your soul, your spirit? Yes. How's everybody feeling? How are you? I know this is a message to all people all over the world who are grieving right now. Whether you've lost a person that you just married, you lost a husband, or husbands if you lost a wife, Sons and daughters, you lost a mom or dad or a brother and sister, a cousin, your grandmother, or loved ones. If you lost a true friend or or a husband or wife during COVID, during a tornado, a flood, a pandemic or any kinds of disease or natural disasters. Whether you're in India, Tokyo, China, Kingston, Jamaica, Mali, Australia, Los Angeles, San Jose, San Pablo, Oakland. You're in Oklahoma, Jackson, Mississippi, Arkansas, Donaldson, Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, Charlotte, North Carolina, Columbus, Ohio, Seattle, Washington, Dallas, Texas, Grand Prairie View, Texas. Austin, Texas. Brooklyn, New York, Queens, New York, 
Kingston, New York. If you're in Nashville, Tennessee, Chattanooga or Madison, or if you're in Hampton, Virginia, or in Miami, Florida, which they've just dealt with a massive hurricane in South Carolina. This is a special prayer for you, a special meditation for you. There is heaven on earth. Some people don't want to tell you it, but I will tell you. There is heaven on earth. When you go out and enjoy yourself and having a good time, that's considered enjoying the fruits of heaven. Yes, that's right. We, we've all gone through a lost one. The road to recovery will not be easy. But when you cleanse your chakras and you give yourself to the creator of your understanding that helps you release all of the tension the stress then he connects you with people who is like minded like you who loves you and wants nothing but the best for you the journey is going to be hard but the journey is going is going to be much 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 sweeter through hard times there's also good times you're going to experience a good time again trust and believe me when I tell you everybody this completes the first segment we're going to play some music which I do not own the rights to we're going to play a couple of tracks in dedication to those who are grieving. So I'll be back in just a second. So sit back, stand tight, hold on, and be strong. On Inner Visions of the Inspired, Obtaining Happiness. It's all about obtaining happiness. It's all about healing. The inspired is healing too. Those who inspire to be something great, they're in the healing process too. They just don't show it to the public. So I shall return, everybody, in a few moments. <laughs> 